Hello, and welcome to The Recapables, a podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Amanda Dobbins, the culture editor for The Ringer. Today, I'm here with Micah Peters. Hello. Okay, he's still doing the Teddy Perkins voice, and that's just like really rude. I'm just, I'm really sorry. Yeah, okay. I, I couldn't help myself. I'm, I'm, I'm... We are also here with Andrew Gritadero. Hi. Who is very kind and not doing creepy impersonations? You, yeah, enjoy, you enjoy my impersonations, I do. I okay? Do. Just let's let's All let's right. not let's not keep up appearances. This is like week eight of this. Anyway, <laughs> we are here today to talk about the tenth episode of Atlanta season two. It is called Fubu. It was written by Stephen Glover and directed by Donald Glover, and this one was an emotional ride. Is this your bullet? I don't know. I got it at Marshalls, but it was on sale. Man, that's why you can't be buying stuff on sale, bro. You gotta get some money. I'm serious, Al. I need your help. I'm not cool like you. To briefly summarize, it, it's a flashback, and we have baby Ern and baby Alfred, paper boy. I think they're in middle school. There also might be a baby van in there. Yeah, I was curious about that yeah. anyway. And then it's an episode of the three of them in middle school. And I think the thematic thing is that it's it's meant to serve as kind of after last week's episode, which is the the fissure of Al's and Ern's relationship, this is supposed to take us back and kind of show us how it all began and show yeah. us why they were friends and kind of also kind of uh, really bring home how upsetting it is that they are they are no longer friends. Right. And so it's pretty much a backstory about the two of them. It centers around a FUBU jersey that Ern can... A very special FUBU. Yeah. This is, I've... I suppose we should say it centers around two FUBU jerseys. It centers around... Yeah. It crucially centers around two FUBU jerseys. Yeah. <laughs> one that may be real and the other one that may be fake. And the funny thing is that, like, literally no one can tell the difference. <laughs> But so Ern convinces his mother to buy him a FUBU jersey. Mm-hmm. He feels great about himself, shows up to school. He's in science, mm, history class, science class. It doesn't really matter. He's in homeroom. Oh, he's in homeroom. Yes. Yeah. All right. He's in homeroom and he looks over and the guy next to him is wearing the almost the exact same shirt. There are two crucial differences. One of these jerseys is Fugazi <laughs> and the other one is the real genuine article. Right. <clears throat> so this is excruciating enough. And like we'll come back to all of the ways in which this episode just expertly recreates being a teen in the 90s and just being a teen and how miserable and anxiety provoking it is, which I like I certainly experienced that. I was sitting next to Micah. I know he did. And Andrew, you're a man uh, with feelings. So <laughs> oh, yeah. I cringed the whole time. Yeah. But there is, you know, I, I want to talk about kind of the the climactic moment of the episode first, because you kind of can't get around it, which is at some point after this drama with the fake FUBU jersey and the real FUBU jersey, Al comes to Earn's defense. And so Earn emerges as the guy with the quote real FUBU jersey, even though like it's probably not. And the other kid is subjected to a lot of bullying and all of the older kids in school are kind of making fun of him. You know what? It, they might be in high school because he says all the 12th graders are making fun of him. Right, 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 right. It and may be a seven, grade seven through yeah, 12 that's yeah. a good situation. Point. Anyway, um, we see a shot of him like climbing on the bus, just being heckled by everyone in the class. And it cuts to school the next day. And the principal comes in and announces that the other kid has died by suicide. And it's 
they kind of leave it like that. I mean, they don't totally leave it like that. They show young Earn looking distraught about this and not really knowing how to process it. But that's all the information we get. I think that it's also really dark when the the guy comes in and announces it that he says that the kid has killed himself and then one of the kids laughs a little bit like stifles laughter which really was just extremely dark it's dark yeah it's and so the scene the scene ends and then the episode ends pretty shortly after that i turned to mike after the episode and i was kind of like i don't know whether this suicide was totally necessary in this episode, which is mostly to say that I was really shaken by it. And it puts a very different cap on this episode than what I thought was coming for it the first. casts a pall over yeah, the rest of the it, episode. I mean, it's hard to talk about anything else with talking about it first. Yeah. The, I think that the thing that we kind of discussed off air, though, was that there's a possibility that you might have been able to get the gist of of the 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 entire message about you have no idea what's going on in somebody's life yes. outside of you know like it's just not that important i think that that might have been you might have accomplished that a different way right um I mean, there could be like a time jump and it's just like devin still hasn't been to school in a week what is this about but i mean the thing is is that it was effective in communicating the point yeah and i I'm not, who am I to say whether something is necessary or not? That was an emotional reaction. It felt, it did feel abrupt. Andrew, what do you think? I did think it went kind of from zero to 100 pretty quick and was the most painful and abrupt outcome they could have written. Um, The way that I'm trying to justify it is maybe this is why it's so important in Ern's mind and is still such such an important memory for him. because it's not only did he like skate by being bullied, he also sort of watched it happen and let it happen. Yeah. And got on that bus and, you know, those the scene fades as this kid is getting bullied and, you know, next thing you know. So I, that's kind of how I took it. It's, it's a good point. It's hard. I also, I, I would also say this show does kind of, things happen on this show yeah. and that's kind of yeah. the ethos. It's like you don't get a lot of warning. There's not a lot of sed- sentimentalizing around it. It is in character with the show. I think, I mean... Also, you don't you wouldn't the uh, the point about there being a point for a flashback. Yeah, uh, I mean, honestly, that would anchor it. I mean, it's it's all these are all good points. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just the that was the the knee jerk reaction because it was so upsetting. It was right. so emotional, and I think we, I also turned to Micah several times while watching this episode, and I was just like, "Teens, man, my heart can't yeah. stand it." <laughs> there is something really, like really twelve to thirteen year olds. It's, it's really. Man, I we remember. I remember this. Like, I remember <laughs> that specific com- the, the whole homeroom sequence where the crush walks in. I was uh, just like, I remember having the Fubu Dirty South jersey, and this other kid named Lance had the same one. And it was just like, I've I've been here. The part when they're walking, he's walking in the cafeteria, and I just had that. It was like a primal reaction of, oh God, where is he going to sit? Does he have a place to sit? Is it going to yeah. be okay? Like I just I literally back said he is he is stepping into international waters. <laughs> Anything is possible. Out yeah, there. I mean it's. I, we we should say just kind of they flashback twenty years and create a whole world. It's executed so well, uh, which. From all of the details, the performances, which we'll talk about in a second, they have you instantly. Yeah. Which is, you know, this show last week was 
a completely different mood, a completely different setting. And they've really this whole season just been able to uh, shift places, shift times, shift characters and carry everyone with them seamlessly, which mm-hmm. is a feat. That's really, really hard to do. So they, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't mean to I think that I don't mean to question their choices. I just <laughs> was sharing my feelings, um, which we all share. So let's let's do awards. We do awards on the show. Mm-hmm. The first award is for best guest star. And technically everyone is eligible because it they're, was all, all guest they're all guest stars. <laughs> yeah. uh, you guys send me your answers ahead of time. And I'm, I'm pleased to announce that it's a, a unanimous decision. Micah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. I mean, like, it's Baby Al. Yeah, it's Baby uh, yeah. <laughs> Played by Abraham Klinkscales, uh, who, when we first meet him, is sitting in the principal's office, uh, basically getting written, written up for scamming kids. Uh, <laughs> is he selling there, calculators? Uh, selling calculators <laughs> <laughs> that he stole from other people's lockers. <laughs> It's engraved with Waleed's name. Yeah, and he's wearing, great touch, he's wearing an ROTC uniform. Um, But also, I I think I was, I was sure of it. I was sure of it when he walked out of the principal's office with his, with his, (laughs) right up to go to detention. He was just like, hey, y'all, they got snitches in here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The rest of the episode revolves around kind of Al protecting Earn and Al stepping in at the last moment to make sure that Ern's okay and explaining explaining their relationship. Yeah. And he does, it's the climactic scene where he confronts the other kids and says, Ern is, has the real FUBU shirt. Yeah, it really drives it like, I mean, cause also the f- the first time that you meet Al in the in the first season, when uh, he's basically waving Ern off and he's just like, I can't believe that, you know, like I gotta save your ass again. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I haven't heard or seen from you since my mama's funeral. And it's just kind of like it's a really, really heartrending moment, like to see him be like, you know, actually the Fubu jer- the real Fubu jersey was made in Bangladesh, not China. Yeah. He would say that because he's Chinese, which <laughs> right. is just really, like, just inappropriate. It's really inappropriate. Yeah. But at the same time, it's really a a a, a tender moment in disguise. Yeah. Which, um, again, this show doesn't do sentimentality. Yeah. There is something about the performance also. He really is channeling Brian yes. Tyree Henry. You know, it's it's uncanny. It's yeah. crazy. There's that scene where they're walking away from each other in the hallway. And both of them are walking how Donald Glover and Brian Tyree Henry walk. It's, yeah. like, eerie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, especially... It, like in that final scene where Paperboy is leaning leaning back on the couch watching TV, mm-hmm. like that's yeah. that that's how Paperboy watches TV. <laughs> it's it really is it really is uncanny. Yeah. Um, our next award, it's inevitable. Uh, the most excruciating teen moment, which I think you know. Besides, the, we're <laughs> gonna do excruciating. Them. Yeah, ex- all of them. All it's of them. true. <laughs> Andrew, do you, you want to go first? Yeah, I I said just the entire school bus experience. Oh. Uh, school bus is just a hostile environment. It's it's just like twenty kids in a small room, and the only parental supervision has their back turned at all times right and has another task yeah yeah and i don't so much feel bad for the kid who got yogurt on everyone and got punished for it because you know he did throw yogurt out the window but (laughs) i was more so (laughs) it's real shit (laughs) that's a harsh judgment from you i'm sorry hashtag real uh, shit right 
I more so felt just for Earn, just that, like, he's just trying to get to school. Yeah. He's just trying to, like, go on scene and, like, make it 20 minutes without any confrontation. Yeah. It I vividly remember what Micah said as there was that shot of the three of them getting on the school bus and you were just like, something bad is about to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing good has ever happened on a school bus. Yeah, no. I, and, it's true. And as you said that, I was kind of like, are we about to turn into another horror movie? It did have that, this whole season has had those shots where you're just like, oh no, oh no, oh no, something's going to go exactly wrong as you do in a horror movie. And yeah. that was the one for me where yeah. I was just like, oh God. I mean, yeah, the, the from... It's just kind of like it. You it it brings you to that place of I I have felt all of these things for like I've been in this exact place when they're going through. It was I've spent so many Sunday afternoons in TJ Maxx or like Marshalls. <laughs> yeah. Marshalls. Yeah, Marshalls and it's just kind of like I'm looking for anything to do, and then I go over to the to the yeah, to oh, the yeah. boys eighteen to twenty section, and it's just kind of like oh, this is a fire ass jersey. <laughs> And it's just like, mom, can I get, yeah, you're going to work it all. Like, these are all things that are like, it's very heartwarming. And then as soon as like, there's the thing where it could, it could, this, I feel like an uptick in, in action is about to happen. Right. It's just kind of like, you shouldn't have worn that you never wear your new clothes on the first day. <laughs> right. So true. This segues into your most excruciating moment. Would you like to share with the class? I'm just saying like, it's, yeah. I, we've already said, <laughs> we've already gone through this, this the, the extended homeroom sequence oh. where it's just kind of like. It starts where, wow, that jersey you have on is really fly. Yeah. And then just it goes from the best thing in your life to the worst thing in your life yeah. in the span of like five minutes when the other kid walks in wearing the same thing and it looks slightly different from yours. Mm. Where oh, you get yours no. from? Oh, I know. And they, the camera really lingers on their faces for a long time. And, and <gasps> made me. Yeah. It's, it's honestly just kind of like you at that point you just got to outrun the other person that's also getting chased by the wolves. <laughs> the teens picked it out immediately, too, which yeah. is such a teen thing. Such a teen thing. I also really appreciated the attention to, I mean, the attention to detail throughout is interesting, is phenomenal, which we'll come back to, but that scene, there were kind of those uh, three-sided poster boards. You remember the presentation <laughs> yeah. with the little wings that you have to fill out? And I haven't seen one of those in 20 years, but I'm going to have a nightmare tonight about it. Also the rolling TV in the corner. I know. Yes. Oh, God. Okay. I think my ex most excruciating moment, besides homeroom, was probably the walking to the cafeteria. I mean, we already covered it, but I... I, I do feel like I had some brief high school memories flashing back in that moment that I don't need to share here. I'll save that for my own time. <laughs> but, yeah, really, really vivid. Best 90s reference. Mm. There are so many of them. They really are. Andrew. I, uh, my favorite was the fact that Tommy Hilfiger showed up yeah. uh, on the, I can't remember his name, but he's the kid who everyone goes to to see if their clothes are bootleg. Yeah. John. It was John. John. Yeah, John. They're like, oh, yeah. thank God John's not in school today. I know. They also wait like 20 minutes for John to show up. It's like they're really building the, And like, the, it's honestly like the when they finally announced that John has showed up like late. Yeah. To, it's honest. It's they say yeah. it with the same amount of gravity. Like yeah. the robots have breached the hole. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But just the fact that he had that on was a very good choice because yeah. he'll figure in the 90s was pretty much like supreme. Now. Very true. So I, Micah. Loved it. Uh, I think the entire hallway sequence after after uh, after the lunch scene. Mm -hmm. 
where it's basically just a montage of like Tim's and Jansport backpacks <laughs> and like the Atlanta Hawks vintage starter jacket, mm-hmm. well, just regular starter jacket. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, yeah, it's it, while Lauren Hill was playing. Yeah, the whole soundtrack. Yeah, was very. This is when I just was like, oh my god, they're my age. This is really exciting because it had Tracy Chapman. It was a real flashback. I have a very specific sports detail that I'm just, I'm so proud that I noticed it that I want to share with (laughs) you. Please do. But having grown up in Atlanta in the 90s, I spotted that John Smoltz jersey. And that's (laughs) when I started cheering. It was amazing. Mm. And that's really the only thing I remember about the 90s. Yeah. Well, no, you had another one. There was was a t-shirt right before that. Oh, shit. Oh, this is also like a super bougie reference. Yeah, so they have a t-shirt for that Salty Dog Cafe. Yes. Which was, is a... Like I said, this is the most bougie thing ever. It's a restaurant in Hilton Head that, but I think most, it just took on a certain cultural significance and you would, you coveted the Salty Dog t-shirt, even if you'd never been. And they're definitely, the one white kid in the school was definitely wearing the Salty Dog t-shirt. He had it. The attention detail, phenomenal. Yeah. All right. I mean, so I guess we're finishing on a lighter note, even Mm -hmm. though this was a deeply emotional episode. We have... One episode left. And I guess it, I, I, we should maybe do predictions, talk a little bit about... It's it's definitely going to be about Ern and Al, I suppose. Yeah, it's going to be a bit of right. a... F- yeah. Well, Where the fallout you? for, I mean, the, the, the last episode of just like... Because, honestly, when they were sitting on the couch uh, at the end of that episode, once they finally made it somewhere, and he's like, Ern's just... They do still love each other. Like, it's right. just kind of like... Because Ern tells a joke about, I forget exactly what it was, but they were both laughing and they were ha- like, were just like, you know, today, man, ha, 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 ha. And then there's that brief pause and it's just like, just, it feels like it goes on forever. And, and Paperboy is just kind of like, today was some bullshit, man. Like, right. And, and it's just kind of like, that's when you know that it's over. Right. So you think no resolution? I don't think that there's a, yeah. I don't think that, I can't see... Like Paperboy for the good of his career, staying with Ern as a manager. It's kind of like one of those things where I think it's going to be one of those classic tales of I really need to separate like my personal relationships from my business. I don't disagree, but this episode certainly made me feel worse about it. Yeah. Andrew, where are you? Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't think they're getting back together. Um, this episode really made me think that like they were trying to get the point across that. Ern needs to stop trying to be cool and mm-hmm. needs to just embrace the fact that he's a smart kid and yeah, just, just do smart square. kid stuff. Yeah. Like, just be good at science. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think it's going to go that way. I think we're in for more pain. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess then we're finishing on a downer note, <laughs> yeah, end, which I said, but we're starting, starting so the sorry. way we came in. No, I think it makes sense. Um, yeah. Thank you, Micah. Screw. Thank you, Andrew. You're welcome. And we will be back next week with the final episode of Atlanta Recapables for this season. One last note. Our theme song was made by our friends at songfinch.com. Check out Songfinch to turn your stories, memories, and even your feelings into a one-of-a-kind song by professional musicians. It makes the perfect gift for any occasion. That's songfinch.com. Songfinch.com.